Hey everyone, it's Brianna. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to The The Page Turner. Okay, well, we're back. Like, officially, 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 this is Brianna, everyone, as always, and I'm so excited to be back. If you'll notice in the intro, there was another voice, and... I'm going to say guess who, but why don't you just introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Amanda. I'm the Los Gatos Library librarian assistant. Some of you might know me as the teen assistant. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, and uh, I want to start by giving her huge congratulations because you worked here like on and off, and now you only a couple months ago were promoted to a full-time position, which if you don't know, Amanda does everything. <laughs> She's with the teens. She does all of social media. Um, and she helps all of us make sure everything you guys get from us goes smoothly when we announce it. So I was so stoked to get Amanda for a first guest because she has a lot of crazy book opinions <laughs> that are going to blow your mind. But, um, yeah, it feels really good to be back. Amanda, I'll let you say what's coming up, because these are some of the things that you got to work on. So I'm really excited because February marks our 10-year anniversary. Yay! And we're going to do a lot of fun stuff leading up to our big party celebration in summer. So we're going to do some fun giveaways here on the podcast, which I'm super excited about. We're going to have some great YouTube content. We're going to do a tour of the library with a very special guest. So subscribe and stay tuned to that. And just a lot of fun things are coming your way. So make sure you're following our social media. Subscribe Mm -hmm. to all our different channels because we're going to do a lot of great things this year. And who doesn't like free stuff? Right? (laughs) It was really fun to do, but also nerve-wracking because I think... It's kind of a first dive into this new wave of a YouTube channel that we want to do, which is just kind of step it up a bit in a YouTube game. And one of the things we're working on revamping is the YouTube page, which Amanda is taking on that extremely huge project, and it's been going really great. It's definitely me and Brianna taking on this project, (laughs) let's be very clear. I'm not a big YouTuber. Brianna has extensive knowledge (laughs) on all the book people on YouTube, book reviews, like who's doing what. So it's both of us, the team effort, of course. Very lucky that my hobbies coincide with my job. (laughs) It's kind of the wonder of working in a library. All our hobbies can coincide with our job. It really is. And, like, the more different everyone is, the better, Mm because you bring together all these ideas. So speaking of social media, we announced that we were coming back on Instagram, and we did a little giveaway where we asked people to tell us what their favorite books of 2021 are. And we were really excited to announce the winner. Angie. Yay. Congrats. Um, and Angie won a great bundle of things. A do-it-yourself library kit, which is adorable. Brianna found it online. And let me tell you, I want one for myself. <laughs> I do want this whole basket for myself. It's so, so cute. <laughs> Brianna also picked a great book or two. I don't remember how many we threw in there. Two, yes. Super exciting. And then there's a limited edition book pin in the basket and probably a few treats. And even a gift from a laser cutter. Ooh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely, Amanda understands it way more than I do. 
but it's a great basket. And stay tuned to our podcast page, our Instagram, our Facebook, because we're going to be doing a lot more giveaways to celebrate, again, our 10-year anniversary. So Angie, come on down to the Las Gatos Library and get your prize. We'll, of course, be reaching out to you. This is not the only way you would know if you won. But yeah, in the gift basket we put together is a bit of a celebratory. Yay, we're back. We do plan on doing future giveaways, and I would say the biggest difference is this time around is we really want to get listener feedback. So we've revamped a website, which you can reach at lgpageturner.wixsite.com slash thepageturner. You can, of course, always find our homepage from the Los Gatos Library's main website. We have a cute little icon there that takes you right to our website. We also changed our contact page, so there's multiple ways you can contact us. We have our email, which is lgpageturner at gmail.com. And we now have voice audio submissions, which I'm really excited about. So that means literally on the page, you just click and record your voice and send it to us. And we will even be playing those voice messages on the podcast. So really, really excited to get everyone involved. After all, this is the podcast for not just patrons, but residents of the Los Gatos and anyone who listens. So the book we read for January It's pretty exciting because it's not the typical just fiction. I really wanted to pick something that gives a positive light for 2022 Mm -hmm. because the last two years, I think, for everyone have been a little bit rough. Um, And it's a very different book for the author. So we read The Comfort Book by Matt Haig. A lot of people know him for his books like The Midnight Library, How to Stop Time, and really love him. But this was actually my first read by him. Have you read him before? I haven't. I picked up The Midnight Library. I probably read the first two chapters, and then I returned it to the library. <laughs> Not that it wasn't interesting. I just, it didn't pull me in. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that, you gotta finish it for me. Yeah. I like his style in the fiction. The yeah. nonfiction was different. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever read a book like this before. Well, what you said about The Midnight Library was funny because... I've heard mixed things. People either love it or they're like, I can't believe I wasted my time. (laughs) But he's definitely iconic and prolific enough that I think he can, that it's almost a good thing. Yeah. Like that people are so passionate one way or the other about it. And yeah, this book was almost like a journal. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got the idea for January for a program here is we're going to do something involving bullet journaling. Because a lot of people, I you know, January is the time people make goals and, you know, we're really gung-ho about all these things we're going to do in the year. And I think a bullet journaling is a way to really center it or any kind of journaling. It doesn't have to be, it could be a reading journal, which I personally partake in. And I'm excited to fill mine out. But yeah, this book was almost like a collection of... Journal entries. (laughs) Journal, yeah. Recipes. He had, like, favorite books. He had quotes. So it really had kind of an eclectic, I'm just writing some stuff down in my journal vibe, which I like. Yeah. Like, this made me happy. This Mm -hmm. made me think of something positive, so I'm going to write it down. And I was like, that's such a great idea. You can make your own kung fu book. We all have playlists we listen to, TV shows we watch, and I think, and I I love a good quote. Mm-hmm. Like, quotes, like, from a song or a TV show, movie, like, they just stick with you. Oh, yeah. 
And he basically, just every page was one of those. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's genius because a lot of people are finding comfort in it, but you can do it too. Because these are all things he loves. Yeah. Right? So you can make it your own. I, how did you listen to it? Uh, Did you listen or read it? So I listened to it. I usually listen to nonfiction, like Mm -hmm. on my drive, because I don't have to be super attentive to (laughs) something playing in the background. Yeah. So this was nonfiction, so I played it during my drive. The audio wasn't my favorite. I felt like it felt like an instruction manual at times when he was reading it to me. Oh, yeah, totally. This definitely was supposed to be like kind of like moments of joy in his life rather mm-hmm. than an instruction manual. So it didn't hit right reading it or oh, listening okay. to it. Yeah. So I think reading it's the way to go. That's just my opinion, though. What about you? I agree. First of all, I'm not sure why, but the audio quality itself mm-hmm. was not good. It sounded like he it was recorded like in a basement <laughs> or something. It was staticky. I'm not quite sure about that, why that was. We, of course, only purchased the highest quality yeah. <laughs> here for our patrons. I, of course, bought an audio copy to listen to. So that was really odd. I, I didn't get a chance to kind of look into that because he's definitely not a new author. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would totally agree, as you're saying, by re- reading it instead. And that's a good point. Like, it can definitely read as an instruction manual. And that's not... <laughs> I don't think that's what he's going for. It definitely... Yeah. I think he's trying to get you to think of what brings you the same feelings yeah so there are definitely chapters the one that kind of stuck out to me was delete the italic and hearing it read it didn't really make sense but looking at the book you go through the list and it's kind of like a mantra where he starts with i am not popular enough and then you delete the italics in your head and you reread it and it's i am enough and you just go through the whole chapter which is two pages and kind of do that so it is really interactive mm-hmm. And super visual. So, like, when you're reading the audio, you're not getting the same thing out of it yeah. than you would yeah. when you have the book in your hand and you're kind of going through it. Yeah. And that's something that I've always tell people, like, there's the beauty of audio. And I think certain books definitely sometimes are better in one medium than the other. Like, there's some books I think I've listened to that I would not have liked as much if I just read it. Harry Potter is the one that stands out. Like, the audio yeah. adds magic to it. Yeah. Um, So I definitely agree. There are some books that are just meant to be listened to and some books that thrive when you're holding it in the pages. Yeah, totally. I was reminded of, I'm thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reid, which was a popular kind of mystery-ish book. And there's a huge twist at the end. And I had read it and I was like, okay, it was good. I didn't really know what was going on at one point. I read it on my Kindle. Mm -hmm. And all the reviews were like, oh my gosh, that end part with the audio changed. <laughs> I got so freaked out. Well, that was like, I was like, wait, wait, like what's <laughs> happening? And I was so bummed then that I chose to read it instead yeah. of listening to it. So I think it's great that that can happen. But then it almost makes me wonder, like, well, then why do it on mm-hmm. audio? I know people prefer certain mediums and that's maybe easier for someone to digest. So I wouldn't want to take that away from someone, but I I do wish that they would say like, oh, you know, I'd recommend listening to this book. Oh, on, for sure. You know. One of my favorite parts about working at the library is you get to tell people that. Like when someone <laughs> yeah. asks for a book, you're like, the book is amazing. Check out the audio because yeah. the author reads it or this great narrator reads it. Yeah. Um, Especially because I feel like we can really convince people to go the extra step to download the e-audio. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... D- really easy to do but of course if you're already here and you already have the book in your hands you're like oh well why would I take the time to 
And I learned this the other day. This makes me feel like I need a new car, which I'm not getting. <laughs> but they don't put CD slots in cars anymore. Not at all. I was like, someone told me this the other day. And I couldn't believe it. I was, you know, because uh, we have audiobooks, physical audiobooks, and they don't get checked out as quickly as books. But they used to, definitely. So, and I didn't know it. But that makes sense why they're not going as quickly. Because where are people going to listen to them on a CD? Yeah. <laughs> but I, it took me like a whole 15 minutes to process that they don't put them in cars anymore. You can't get a new car. It's just not <laughs> happening. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm going to have to just deal with it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I also wanted to share a part I liked. I'm a big fan of quotes, and I wish I could just automatically have them written down for me. <laughs> but there'd be too many. Um, so my favorite was, so this one's actually opens part one, um, and it's perhaps home is not a place, but simply an irrevocable condition. And it's from Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin, who is a very classic author. And I like this quote because I think it implies that home isn't always some ideal place. And I think that's important to remember because I think it's easy to get unsettled or feel like you're chasing after something or if I, if I do this and I'll just feel settled but it's something that's constantly in motion and it's not a specific place or location it's just the condition of being almost and there's a comfort in that so yeah I really like that yeah <laughs> I love that quote oh and I wanted to say that every book we talk about I will be putting in my blog posts for the episode on our website. So, you know, every single book we're referencing. But yeah, so that was my fave. So I say this year, Blue 2020, go out there, 2022, whoa. I know, I was okay. like, <laughs> add a couple years. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like 2020 was like non-existent. This book was written in, what, 2020? Because he talks about COVID. He talks about going through. That's lockdown. also interesting is it's, there's a lot of books that actually came out in 2020 or just now, and you're wondering, like, how did they know? Or did they feel compelled to push this piece of work out because what was going on? Because yeah. there's a surprising number of things that are including COVID, and it's like... Tons what? of teen books. Tons yeah. of teen oh, books really? are including COVID as, like, a past event, and it's, like, teenagers in the future talking about this thing that they had to get through during high school, or wow. it's... A romantic element where you're like, I want to be with this person, but we're in lockdown. And Quarantine. And talk to them through, like, a window. Yeah. Or, um, so a lot of authors are using it as, like, a focal point to kind of deal with the stress they're under. I don't always know if it makes me happier to pick up a book talking about current topics <laughs> or if I need, like, that comforting... COVID doesn't exist in this world. Yeah. So I can oh, we escape. got through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Louise Penny series, and her latest book actually takes place post-COVID, but you get a bit of the emotional... It, it's, it's intertwined in the relief of people being able to be together again, of a brief mention of not main characters, but other people who knew characters that didn't make it. Yeah. And that was nice, because I don't think I'm ready to do it a deep dive, you know, because we're still in it, you know, and I don't want to forget that, but I also don't want to bombard myself with upsetting, Mm -hmm. you know, but that is very interesting. I wonder, do you know how the teens are kind of reacting to that? Like, are they popular books? Are they 
It's kind of a mixed bag. I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat we're in where it's like, I want something comforting. I want something mm-hmm. that shares my story that I'm going through, but I don't want to be bombarded. I don't want to relive a trauma that I'm currently existing yeah. <laughs> in. I know Rainbow Rowling, who's really popular in the teen room, just came out with a short story about one of her older characters who is currently living in a COVID world, and all she wants to do is be with her grandpa for Christmas. But everyone in the small town she's in isn't taking COVID as seriously as she is. And it's like going through that struggle of not being acknowledged. Yeah. And it's really real. I'm sure everyone's had an experience like that. And if you haven't, you know someone who's had an experience like that. So that's a book that's popular that some kids are like, oh, I love this book because I feel seen and heard. And Mm -hmm. some kids are like, I don't need to read that right now or that doesn't relate to me. Especially with the holidays coming up. I think you have people that feel like, let's go back to normal, mm-hmm. and other people that still want to play it safe. And so, does this year look like last year? Can we handle it looking like last year? Do we move forward at least a little bit? You know, and it's it's tough. It's really stressful to, to have to negotiate and even mention that. Yeah. Because it's not something you can decide just for yourself. Yeah. Um, I... I remember enjoying nonfiction books about epidemics, and you think it's so far away. I know. It's like, crazy. <laughs> like something that you won't actually live through. Like, it could never happen to me. It happened yeah. to them. It could never happen to me. Yeah, though that's something they went through, mm-hmm. you know, and we know so much more now, but when you learn actually how often scientists work hard to keep these things happening, you're like, oh, okay, no, there's, you know, constant thing yeah but yeah so I I would you recommend who would you recommend this to the comfort book mm-hmm. that's a great question <laughs> I feel like I really want to give this to like my brother or a male in my life who doesn't necessarily have the chance to talk about mental health a lot because mm-hmm. this guy really he delves into his own kind of his own history with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and he really lets it out and finds comfort in these moments and I don't know if my brother always has a chance to do that right mm-hmm. I don't know he he has a list of favorite tv shows to watch yeah when he's not feeling great yeah so I feel like this is great for a son a brother like that male figure in your life for your uh-huh. this is a book I got a lot of got a lot out of you might get out something it doesn't yes. have to be everything yeah it have to be something and like you said it's definitely not even close to being a manual it's more like a journal but I think this would be a fun book to even randomly flip to a page oh yeah you know maybe every day or weekly or something until you get to all the pages and just take it in stride and I think it's great that instead of writing like a normal memoir of a you know popular author he just kind of wrote this little here's a little bit about me and I hope it can comfort you I I really appreciate this format he took instead of making some big memoir let me (laughs) tell you my whole life story you know because that's not comforting and also it's boring Mm -hmm. (laughs) it can be boring I should say there's a lot of really funny in it (laughs) memoirs out there yeah but yeah I I agree with that definitely just a hey here just a little elbow nudge yeah so if we were to write our own little comfort book what quotes or tv shows and movies would you put in there that's a great question I think I would for sure have a book list in there like books oh yeah read and reread when you're not feeling great oh yeah for me, I think Harry Potter would be in there. Mm-hmm. First book, probably, because that's the start yeah. of the journey. And it's you can reread the first book in one very quick sitting. Oh, yeah. 
it's absolutely like a flip through. You already know the story anyway. It's just kind of a refresh. Yeah. Another book that would be in there for me, probably Matilda. I'm big on kids books. I'm big on Did you love the movie too? I never watched the movie. (gasps) Never turned it on. Oh my gosh. You crazy. (laughs) I can, and I forgot to mention this when I introduced her, but this girl reads the last page of every book. Before I start it. Yep. Before she starts the book, I, again, I had to process this for like 20 minutes. And she's reading a book right now, The Wicked King. Brianne was like, you're not allowed to read the last page. You can't do it. You don't do it. And I was like, that's how I read. And yeah. like saying, <laughs> like, you know I'm going to do it. If it makes you feel better to pretend I won't, <laughs> then just pretend like yeah. I won't. And it's so good. I read The Wicked King in one night. And she's almost done, and I'm like, oh. But, so, yeah, so you never watched Matilda? Never watched Matilda. I don't watch a lot of the books I love, because I feel like sometimes when you watch a movie, that version of it gets stuck in my head. So, like, Harry Potter was one of those ones where <laughs> I read it, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to see the movie. I don't know if I'm going to see the movie. And then I went to see it with my friends. And it's great. And, like, I love all the actors. Yeah. But sometimes you want your version of Hermione and your version of Harry oh, and the 100%. actors are overlaid over that. A hundred percent. So for my favorite books, I don't always watch the movie. Matilda was one of those where yeah. like, I need my version See, of Matilda. that was a, a movie I thought was really good. Uh, oh, like, totally. I liked as a kid. Yeah. You know, but that's so interesting from a young age that you kind of knew that too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to mix that. Yeah. It's funny when you talk about Harry Potter, like, I, yeah, I still have the way all the characters look to me in my head. Mm-hmm. And especially Sirius, I don't know why, but he always was a character that even when I was watching the movie, I was like... That's not right. That's not my... That's not correct at all. What about you? What's a book on the list for you? (laughs) So when we talk about comfort, I really like ones that kind of pull... I don't think I have a comfort book. I just started rereading a couple years ago, and I used to say I'm never going to reread books, but... (laughs) That's all I do. I I find my favorites. It's like... Comforting Yourself 101 as mm-hmm. a reader is to reread a favorite. And I just love the feeling of reading another good book again. Yeah. When you, when you, that's what's comforting to me is, wow, like, reading is amazing. Writing is amazing. Mm-hmm. The fact that, like, there's still so many stories that are going to give me this feeling. Yeah. That's comforting. I, <laughs> my favorite book is Crime and Punishment by <laughs> Fyodor Dostoevsky. Go-to comfort book right there. <laughs> a big Russian tome. Um, I love that author. He's actually on my scarf. He today. is. I was wondering who it was. <laughs> and then I have the first page of Crime and Punishment on the other, or like the words on the other side. It's amazing. But I, I know, and it, it, it is a bit of a laugh, but I do really enjoy things that make me think about humanity. I mean, I studied philosophy in college, so that's comforting to me. That's comforting to me. And you said for TV shows, you really enjoy, we were talking about this the other day, but what would your favorite TV shows again? I'm like trying to. Oh, I really remember. like. I like kid shows. I like mm. how simplistic and how they really get to the root of the thing. And it's about teaching kids morality, which I love. But it's a great ref- way to reflect on your own morality and like mm-hmm. l- critical life lessons and values. So I'm all about kid shows, teen books. Yeah. I work with teens. Um, so that's kind of my go-to favorite TV shows. Is hard. <laughs> all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you rewatch shows or no? I totally rewatch shows. I totally 
Great British Bake Off is one of those like comforting <laughs> things I have in the background. Yeah, that yeah. feels like it would be on my list. Um, it shows. I really like Kipo. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's about this girl who's going through the world in way further in time, and it's kind of taken over by these mutant animals, <laughs> and she just makes friends with all of them along the way. Oh, it's adorable. Okay, that's cute. I've never heard of that. Yeah, and then what else? There's a really cute show on Netflix right now all around reading. It's called Bookmarks. It's like reading Rainbow. It takes kids' books and it has a young reader read through them and a narrator. And then a famous person kind of comes on and they have an interaction about the book. Oh, that, that's really neat and interesting. Has it been on for a while? Uh, I think it's this year or maybe last year, but it's pretty new. That's interesting because... Uh, I just learned that Waiting Rainbow is coming back. So excited. I'm so excited. Is it with the same... I don't know. All I know is that they've announced it's coming back in 2022. So if that's part of your childhood you missed... That's on my comfort list for sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's a really good one. Yeah. I think what you were saying about kids and the simplicity of it is... I really like, and I don't intentionally... I'm not intentionally drawn to, like, darker themes, but I think that... In a lot of things that, as an adult, we unconsciously become scary, uh, we unconsciously become scared of as we get older. I like when a piece of media can address those fears and make you feel one with, like, everyone else. But it's usually through a medium that, like, horror or something like that. So, and this relates to books. So, there's a show on Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House, which is based off of Shirley Jackson's same, the same book. And then season two, The Haunting of Blind Manor, is based off of The Turn of the Screw by Henry James. And those are both books that I read and didn't like. But the producer, Mike Flanagan, who's, like, amazing, he makes you cry <laughs> in these horror shows. And then he has a separate show, Midnight Mass, that I just finished. And you're, like, crying for, like, the last 30 minutes of the show and, like, throughout. And I think there's something... So it's kind of, like, the same concept. Yeah. But... I think it's so much harder to reach adults when they're older sometimes. And I think the beauty in being able to do that is very comforting. That's beautiful. I, I totally oh. do not have <laughs> horror movies that do that for me. But that's amazing <laughs> that you have that. I know people are like, you really, like, you feel a lot about this. You said it's a horror TV show, right? <laughs> but it's so <laughs> emotional. I love that. <laughs> but, yeah, so a comfort list probably look very different. But I think that's... Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So go out 2022 (laughs) and make your own comfort book. And, you know, stay tuned because, again, we hope to do a bullet journaling program in January. And that's definitely going to be a theme we're pushing is do something good for yourself. Yeah. Comfort yourself. (laughs) You know how to do that. You know what makes you happy. So go for it. Yeah. So circling kind of back around, we want to close this off with some book recs and some ways that you can find out what we've been reading. Mm -hmm. So our Goodreads is back. Yay. I know. It's awesome. We've (laughs) been talking to all of the staff at the library. Brianna made an amazing what books have you read this (laughs) month in our staff room. And people have just been adding to that like crazy. 
So you can see what everyone's reading. You can see what people liked, what they didn't like. We have some controversial <laughs> likes and dislikes on we our staff. We won't say who, but Goodreads just did the... I think Goodread Choice Awards just came out. Mm-hmm. For 2021, and there's some famous ones on there. You remember what it was called? Yeah, it was The Last Thing You Told Me by Lloyd Dave, and this was a Reese Club book pick. Oh, yeah. Which her book club has really been popping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of our coworkers really, if you go to our Goodreads, you can see who it was, really disliked it. And I had to buy more copies because there was like 36 holds. They were um, flying off the shelf. It was insane. And we already had like four copies, but there were still 36 people on hold. And I read it over the summer, actually, and I thought it was fine. The ending was a bit of a gut punch. Mm-hmm. And a coworker just, he went on the greatest rant <laughs> about it. Oh, yeah. Just sitting next to him as he went through the whole story and t- picked it apart. <laughs> it was hilarious. And he was writing his review on Goodreads, and I said, he, oh, he wrote it on the piece of paper in the staff room. And we were like, that's great, but for Goodreads, maybe tone it down two notches. So when you read his review, no, that was him reigning it. <laughs> it was so funny. Do you have any favorites? The nonfiction book, Empire of Pain by Patrick Radden O'Keefe. This was so good. I listened to an audio, and it's about the Sackler family dynasty who did Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. And how they have not been punished for the evil deeds. <laughs> but it's it's from the beginning up until how we got to where we are. And it's very, very fascinating. Very fascinating. If you like this show, Secession, se- 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 mm-hmm. if you like this show, se- I'm not going to say it again. Tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of a family like that, but not as lovable because they're real. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was a good one. What about you? There was one that, well, you really hyped up. So you should be glad it won. I definitely hyped up Firekeeper's Daughter. That was one I've been going through for the past few months, handing teens, being like, this is when you gotta read. It's set in Michigan. It's about an indigenous young woman who's kind of going through life and trying to figure out what college to go through. And just some things happen to her along the way. And she tries to solve this this mystery. It was also a Reese Club pick. So oh! Yeah, it's a good one. Oh my gosh. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think of any others that we read that we were like, that was worthy of a good read. That's really great, too, that she's doing, she chose a teen fiction mm-hmm. one. Has more people reading teen fiction. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. There were definitely things we voted for that didn't win. Yeah. There were a few of those where I was disappointed not to see it in the final list. <laughs> yeah. Like, these people are wrong. <laughs> All of Goodreads. Yeah. <laughs> All hundreds of thousands. So I was really happy about that. I wasn't happy that... I can't get into Taylor Jenkins' read. She wrote Malibu Rising, Daisy Jones and the Six, and, oh, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, Which people raved about. They do. My sister could not stop talking about it. Really? She's like, you got to read this book. you got to read this book. you got to read this book. I haven't picked it up yet. <laughs> I read the flap, and I just am not compelled. Like, it wasn't one of those things that jumped out Yeah. I started to read it, and I turned, returned it. I started <laughs> to read Malibu Rising, and I was, like, not interested. It's yeah. about surfers, and it wasn't my thing. Yeah. But, you know, you can go on a Goodreads. Let us know what you think of the books that we finish and talk about, and take a look at these Goodreads Choice Award winners. And I'm very kind of lukewarm about the entire winning <laughs> winnings category. But, you know, everyone likes different things, so. Yeah. 
So thank you so much for tuning in. We are so, so excited to be back. Next month is February, which Valentine's Day. And one of our bosses absolutely loves romance. And we're talking like, you know, the trashy paperback. And we say trashy, not... In a loving way. Yeah, not in a negative way at all. Because it just, you know, a comfort beach read. I love trashy romance. The trashier, the better. I want like half naked torso on the cover. Everyone knows what I'm reading kind of trashy yeah. romance. The covers that like make you chuckle, but also you're like, okay, I'm curious. Yeah. Like, what's in there? So I I buy for fiction for the library, but when it comes to romance and like the mass market paperback, I don't touch that actually. Our boss kill is in charge of that section, and she has picked the next book, and it is The Warlord by Gina Showalter, who, from what I understand, is very popular in the romance world. I don't think I've ever read her stuff, so tell me what this is about. Okay, so I will also be doing a content warning right now for the summary, (laughs) and also at the beginning of the next episode, just so, you know, it won't get you know, overly detailed, but it definitely lends on the PG-13 side. Some spice. There's some spice to this book. Okay. So, wait, this is so good. Okay. For centuries, Talia Skyhawk has prepared to become Harpy General, leader of the deadliest female army in existence. One of the requirements, remain a virgin. But for a chance to save her people, she must wed the fearless leader of the Astra Planeta, Alarok Phaethon. <laughs> that is his <laughs> yeah. name. But the time has come for Alarok to sacrifice another virgin bride to his god. There has never been a woman alluring enough to tempt him from his path. No warrioress powerful enough to overcome his incredible strength. No enchantress desirable <laughs> enough to make him burn beyond reason. Until now. With the clock ticking, war between husband and wife ignites. Problem is, only one spouse can survive. Oh my god, I love this. I am stoked. I'm going to read it along with you guys, just so uh, I know what happens. Uh, amazing, amazing. So we might have two guests next month, because... <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm stoked, like, and I always tell Carol, like, um, you know, surprise me, because I don't know anything in this genre, and it's actually the beginning of a new series, so if we love it, if you love it, there's more to come. <laughs> um, but yeah, so stay tuned for February's episode, and read along with us. Come down and check it out at the library or use one of our um, e-resources or um, apps on your phone to listen wherever. I think that's what I'll be reading next or start to be reading next. Right now, why not add another one? I have like 30 checkouts. <laughs> that's dangerous. It's 2022 goals. Reading journal bullet goals is... Only check out ten, have ten things out at a time. So we'll actually s- finish all your checkouts. Yes. <laughs> we'll see if I if I do that. But thank you so much, Amanda, for being our first being guest here. back because I was just stoked and excited, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, you, the way you read is crazy. You have to get on. Like I, I still I don't know, but you still read the book, so. Yeah. That's mad respect. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I just, it's really comforting to know, like, how it ends or even to know kind of what to look for. I can't, I mean, you're not going to understand. But you're like, to, spoilers. But, but what's fun? Oh, if I, if anyone, the slightest hint of a spoiler, although I'm not reading it anymore. <laughs> you set the book uh, on fire. You're like, no. To be, what's really funny though, is she read the last page of The Wicker King, which does kind of tell you stuff. And she was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> So it really doesn't. Like, if you pick up a book and read the last page, it doesn't tell you anything. It's just telling you they make it out okay or that they're, like, at a different point of the journey. And that's really all I need to know. <laughs> well, it works for you. We all have <laughs> other reading rituals. I just, I've never met someone who does that, so I thought it was 
I had to share it. <laughs> so yeah, get in touch with us by emailing us at lgplpagetoner at gmail.com. You can also talk to us on Instagram or Facebook. If you go to our contact page on our uh, Wix site, which is lgpagetoner.wixsite.com slash thepagetoner. If you go to our contacts page, it's really easy to send an email to submit something on the website. We have links to our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And yeah, this is some, so much fun. I'm so glad to be back. And we will, well, I will talk to you guys next time with another special guest. As always, I'm Brianna. And I'm Amanda. And this has been The, the Page Turner. Turner.